KMTT, Kimitzion Tetze Torah. Today is Friday Yom Vav, Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Parshat Vahabu Chukotai, Chav Gimel Iyar, 38th day of the Omer. And uh, we're reading Parshat Vahar Bukhukotai this Shabbat. The Erev Shabbat program today is brought to you by myself, Zezubek, and my guest will be Rav Tavori in his hopefully regular uh, appearance discussing the God of the Week, Yatsai of the Week. Today will be the Baal Hasmak, Rabbi Yitzchak Mikobei, who wrote the Sefer Mitzvot Katan. Bashat Bachukotai, Bashat Pahar, Pahar Bachukotai, as you know, begins with the mitzvah of Shemitah Yovel, uh, We're approaching very quickly the year of Shemitah. This coming year will be Shemitah, Shnat HaShviyit, here in Eretz Yisrael. It's true that in Chutzlar there isn't much attention paid to Shemitah, not that it's totally irrelevant. There are, there are ramifications. Yeah, especially today where so many things are, uh, are global, are exported. Uh, and the period of Eretz Yitzvah have Dinei Shemitah in the entire world but basically it's not a uh, I guess a pressing concern but of course ideologically Shemitah is a very important halacha it goes to the the ultimate basis of the nature of Eretz Yitzvah and the relationship of the Jews to Eretz Yitzvah the first passage begins Ki tavo ala aretz asher ninoten lachem v'shavata ha'aretz shabbat l'ashem Sheish shanim tizra sadecha, v'sheish shanim tizmor kamecha, v'yasafta et tvuata. V'shnat hashviit, shnat shabbaton, tiyel aretz shabbat l'ashem. When you come to the land, which I am giving to you, then the land shall rest, shall cease a ceasing, a shabbat to God. Six years you seed, your field and six years you um, take care how do you say it was more in English <laughs> my English is really going away and um, you know was Amir to, to, you cut up the branches whatever you take care of your of your uh, vines and you collect the grain and the seventh year it is a year of Shabbaton for the land Shabbat Lashem Many people have noticed the opening pasuk seems to include a phrase that is out of place. When you come to the land which I'm giving you, the land shall observe Shabbat. Six years you do the work, and the seventh year it's Shabbat Lashem. What does it mean the first time it says, when you first come to the land, there is no Shabbat. You first come to the land, then you do six years, and on the seventh year is Shabbat Laretz. But the Pasuk says, when you come to the land which I am giving you, the land shall observe Shabbat. Six years you shall. So, on the seventh year, there will be Shabbat. So the entire first Pasuk, or specifically the, the, the main part of the first Pasuk, when you come to the land, Bishavta Aret Shabbat Hashem, is told you, and I say totally out of place, and chronologically improper. So I think the answer is, say pshat what, what does it say it says that I'm wrong it says that as soon as the Jews come to Eretz Yisrael the 
שביתת הארץ שבת לשם begins. קדושת שביעית, which is called קדושת השבת, שבת הארץ, the שבת the land, begins as soon as the Jews enter the land. What does this mean? The Kedushat HaShabbat HaAretz consists of not on the seventh year you should have Shabbat, but of the entire next two psukim. The Shavta HaAretz Shabbat Lashem, and the land shall observe a Shabbat to God. How? Six years you shall sow the field. And six years you take care of the vines. And you collect your tefuah. And on the seventh year, you stop all that. Shnat Shabbaton Tiyad Ha'arat Shabbat Lashem Sadcha Lo Tizra Lo Tizmo You stop doing those things. The Shabbat is the entire seven-year cycle. What's the explanation? See, it's different than, than uh, Shabbat that we observe. Notice the Psukim don't say that once a week you have Shabbat by not doing work. And once in every seven years, you have Shabbat by not doing agricultural work. Pasuk says that once every seven years, the land has Shabbat. V'shavta ha'aretz Shabbat Lashem. And the land shall observe a Shabbat Lashem. U'bashana shviyit shnat Shabbaton aretz. You don't work, but the, what we call in halacha, the kiyum, the fulfillment of not working in the seventh year isn't that we are resting, but that the land is resting. There's a basic difference between man and land in this respect. The Shabbat of the week, we call Shabbat Bereshit, our Shabbat, so you're a different person on Shabbat than you are during the whole week. On Shabbat, you enter Kedusha. During the week, you're Chol, and on Shabbat, you're Kadosh. During the week, you are mundane, and on Shabbat, you are, you are holy. The Jew sanctifies himself on Shabbat, in relationship, in contradistinction, to the six days of the week. That's why you say Kiddush when it begins and Abdallah when it ends. But on Shabbat Ha'aretz, that's not true. The land doesn't become holier in the seventh year than it was in the six years. There's no difference in the nature of Eretz Yisrael in Shnat HaShemitah than in the other years. As I, there is, I think, in the nature of the Jew. The Jew is a different person on Shabbat. What Chazal call the Shamayi Teira, an extra soul. You're a different person on Shabbat than you are during the week. But the Yaretz is not different. The Shvitat Aretz in the seventh year is a reflection of the ingrained Kedushat Aretz on a permanent basis. On Shviit, perhaps we see, and in fact we taste, Kedushat Aretz. But the Kedushat Aretz is all the time. And that's why it says, V'shavta Aretz Shabbat Lashem. Shnat Shabbaton Aretz Shabbat Lashem. Kedushat Aretz is in the Lashem. The fact that it's God's land. And that doesn't change from one year to another. So the entire Machzor, the entire cycle of six years of work and one year of Shabbat, one year of non-work, of cessation of work, that entire cycle is the Lashem. That's the to God. 
God gives you the land in a cycle. He doesn't give it to you to work. He doesn't give it to you to have. He gives it to you so that it should be Lashem. And how do we make it God's? We make it God's by first letting it produce fruit, by, by working it, and then not working it. And then by, by stopping it. It's not God's because it's barren. It's not God's because it's a wilderness. It's not God's because it's totally unproductive. It's God because it produces six and doesn't produce a seventh. Which I think also explains another phrase in this pasuk, When you come to the land which I am giving you. What does it say? Which I am giving you. When you come to the land, this is what you should do. Not every time it says, It's a common phrase. In many, many mitzvot. Here in Vayikra, later on in Dvarim, the following mitzvot apply. Here it says, Asher ani noten lechem. And the answer is, because Asher ani noten lechem is in fact a crucial point here. It's not that when you come to Eretz Yisrael, do shviit. When you come to Eretz Yisrael and I give it to you, you should understand what I'm giving you. I give you mine. I give it to you to work to make it kadosh. Your working is kadosh. And your non-working is Kedusha. The entire seven years is a reflection of Kili Kol Ha'aretz, as the Pasuk says a little bit later in the Pasha. For the land is mine, saith the Lord. And therefore, Shviit, it's an amazing mitzvah Shviit, which practically speaking is very, very difficult, undoubtedly. This amazing mitzvah of Shviit is a crucial, a crucial expression, perhaps even a crucial fulfillment of Kedushat Eretz Yisrael and the relationship of Jews the Jewish people to what God has given them Eretz Yisrael that we live in God's land working the land is Kadash and cessation of the land once every seven years is a reflection of that Kedusha as I said we are once again hosting Harav Benjamin Tavori in what I hope will be his series in the Yard Site of the Week, the Gadol of the Week. And this week's Yard Site is once again from a long time ago, from the Middle Ages. Going back, last week we were in in Ashkenaz, Maram Mi Rutenberg. Today we're moving over a little bit into France, somewhat different community. We call them all Ashkenaz, but it's a uh, French Jewry is a different, a different group. Rabbi Yitzchak Mikobei, the author of the Sefer Mitzvot Katan, Harav Tavori. This week we commemorate the yard site of Reb Yitzchak of Korbayel, better known as the author of the Smak. The Smak stands for Sefer Mitzvot Katan. We do not know exactly when he was born, but we do know the exact date of his yard site, Chafchet Iyar. Of course, in our calendar, this is Yom Yerushalayim. Chafchet Iyar, 1280. We know that he was a student of his father-in-law, Rav Yechiel Paris. And apparently he's from the Bet Midrash of Baalei HaTosafot, and he also continued teaching other Baalei HaTosafot. 
as I said before, his main sefer, he's most known for the sefer called Sefer Mitzvot Katan, Smak. Now, obviously, the name Sefer Mitzvot Katan seems to be patterned as an abbreviated version of the Smag, the Sefer Mitzvot Gadol. And in fact, in the introduction to the Smak, Rav Yitzchak explained that he felt that the generation was weak in learning Torah, and they were not ready to learn extensive svarim, hard, heavy svarim, and therefore he thought he would make some sort of abbreviated version of the smag, and he really did base himself on the smag, but do it in such a way that more people could learn the smag and become aware of the mitzvos which he is going to enumerate. Differently than the Rambam, and other Rishonim, who listed of Taryag mitzvahs, the Smak tried to list the mitzvahs which apply, the mitzvahs which are relevant, and he divided it into a new category, into a new system, which he made himself. He called it Amudei HaGola, the seven pillars of the Galut, and he broke, divided these seven pillars, as it were, for seven days of the week, and the mitzvahs he put into seven categories. And he really hoped that people would divide their week and review every day of the week the mitzvahs of that day. And therefore, every week, every Jew would at least go over these mitzvot which relate to certain categories. Now, when he made up the seven days of the week to make the categories for that day, in the introduction, he explains that I'm going to put the mitzvahs in certain order based on the seven days of the week, but I will choose a theme for every day. For example, for the first day, he chose the concept of mitzvot hatluyot balev. Mitzvot which are inner performed mitzvahs, mitzvahs that a person fulfills in his heart. And he said that's parallel to Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Whereas the second day, he put mitzvahs parallel to lo and that would be mitzvot luyot baguf ubezman, mitzvot that depend upon time and the person. Let's review, let's go back to the first day. The first day, we have the mitzvahs that relate to your heart. And because the smak as, is an abbreviated version of the smag, and it's only the mitzvahs which do apply at all times, the smack in the mitzvahs at Belave obviously will try to find mitzvahs that can fit into this category, and sometimes we might find it very unusual. There are, on the Yom HaRishon, just the first day of the list of the mitzvahs that depend, that are dependent upon the heart, so, we have a whole list that he is printed in the introduction, how far we go on the first, the first day. So, we have, for example, a mitzvah of avas hareya, a mitzvah of loving your friend. Now, I understand that that mitzvah is definitely dependent upon your heart. Although one might discuss the transformation of this mitzvah into actual concrete 
physical terms, like do unto your friend, do not do unto your friend, things that you would find despicable, etc. But one could explain that inherently, basically, it's a mitzvah tluya balef. A mitzvah that depends upon your heart. And we would have um, another one, for example, of avas haraya. A mitzvah of loving your friend. Of sinas haraya, of losisnas hachicha you're not allowed to hate someone. But we then come across other cases of mitzvahs hatluyos balev, which seem very strange. For example, the mitzvah of tzitzis is included in a mitzvah atluya balef. Now, we do have to remember that the Sefer HaMitzvah HaKatan, the Smak, was sort of forced to try to put the basic mitzvahs into seven categories. So sometimes these categories are rather forced. How did he find a way to include tzitzis in mitzvahs HaTuluyas Balef? It would seem to be that mitzvahs, the mitzvah of tzitzis is to wear tzitzis. So, he explains, there's a mitzvah, lehistakel batzitzis. There is a separate mitzvah, as it were, to look at the tzitzis. Now, we know there's a mitzvah arisim also. The Torah says you should see your tzitzis. We learn from here certain halachos. But to say that this would be a separate mitzvah, and to use this mitzvah as the reason to include tzitzis somehow in the in the mitzvahs of the Yom HaRishon, to find it rather strange. He counts, in fact, two mitzvahs. One mitzvah of Uri Semoso, it's a separate mitzvah to look at the tzitzis. And therefore, he also includes mitzvah Lamed Aleph, the mitzvah of wearing tzitzis. The mitzvah of looking at tzitzis is mitzvah Chavches, and mitzvah Lamed Aleph would be the mitzvah of wearing tzitzis. Included in these isurim, included in the laws of the negative laws of mitzvahs hatuliyas balev, he, for example, included the mitzvah or the isur of chimud, the isur of jealousy, of covet. A person who covets something that belongs to someone else is lotachmod. Now, at first glance this might be very acceptable. I understand why it's included in the mitzvahs atuyas balev, because lo tachmod means don't covet in your heart. But, as we'll find quite often in the smack, one little line, one short phrase, and the whole sefer is short, in order to give people the opportunity to review it often, one phrase can lead to an interesting halachic discussion. I'll just mention the phrase and briefly explain what the discussion would be. The halacha of lotachmod. So he says the isur is belief, but then he quotes a mechilta that perhaps the isur is only when you take it, and that's a big question. What is the isur of chimud? Is the isur of chimud really only in your heart, or does it mean when you take something because you coveted it? Therefore, you're chayev lotachmod at the same time as you did the gzela. The the sefer hachinuch, the sefer ha mitzvahs hakotan, adds this one line: nira sheaf belave aser. The isur is on is belave, even belave. But then he says 
Ach eno nigmar But somehow it's not complete. Eno nigmar Somehow it's not complete. Balev is also Asr. There is an Isr. But somehow the taking it is the Makebepatish, is the finishing act of Chimut. And therefore, some people would consider Chimut Alav Sheyesh Bamaaseh, but really inherently it's a love of the heart. In this particular mitzvah, mitzvah Yutes, we find a long Agadic passage that the Smak brought to explain the severity of the Easter of Chimut. Now, in one hand, he said the purpose of the book is to be as brief as possible. Sefer Mitzvot Katan. On the other hand, he did put in an Agadic section here, rather lengthy Agadic section, and apparently this is part of his whole purpose. He is trying to appeal to the masses who are generally taken by by Agada more than Halacha, but nevertheless he wants to present the Halacha in a short, succinct form, but in order to encourage people to observe these Halachas, sometimes he included Agadic material. The Sefer itself has gained great popularity throughout the ages, as can be attested to by the fact that it's been printed and reprinted many times, and many manuscripts were found that had the text of the Sefer HaMitzvahs. We know that the, the people, the general public, as well as Gedolim, considered Rav Yitzchak one of the great tzaddikim of his time, and this might be part of the reason the Sefer was so well accepted. Maram Mirutenberg gave an approbation of the Sefer, and he mentioned the piety of Rabbi Tzach Mikrobayel, and he encouraged people to paskin according to Rabbi Tzach Mikrobayel. Now, of course, the very idea of paskin according to a, a Sefer that is in itself an abbreviation is difficult. Secondly, it's a Sefer that is rather unwieldy to use. One of the reasons, perhaps, that the Rambam gained such popularity, besides, of course, the godless of the Rambam, but the order of the Rambam, the simplicity in finding things, whenever I want to look up a halacha, it's very simple to find it. The Sefer HaMitzvah's Katan, this order that he somehow made up and therefore included all kinds of mitzvahs in a, in a category where we would least expect them to find sitzes under mitzvahs hatlurs balev, as we said before, would seem rather, rather unusual. Therefore, the Sefer is somewhat unwieldy, and nevertheless, because of the popularity and the tzitkus of the author of the Smak, the Sefer has been retained kept and preserved throughout the ages. But people were well aware of the issues, the problems caused by the brevity of the smack. So many people have tried somehow to, as it were, improve the smack. Some people would say in Yiddish, they think they interpreted it, but somehow amended it for the better. I'll mention two of the people who somehow worked with the Sefer. Rabbeinu Peretz was himself one of the Baliatosvas 
who was a student of the Smak. And he wrote, Nirali It seems to me that my father, a tone of respect for Reb Yitzchak, he abbreviated it too much. And therefore, I'm going to add, and sometimes I'll explain what he means, and sometimes I'll mention what the tradition we have from my Rebbe's. There is a famous edition called the Smak Mitzirich, the Smak of Zurich. And the reason for that is because there was a certain Rav Moshe of Zurich who added a section or sections to the Smak which were taken from other German and French scholars. And in fact, that was added to the Sefer Mitzvah's Cotton. Therefore, sometimes the text became even more problematic because it was hard to differentiate between what the Smak himself said and sometimes what was added. With all these problems, it's really remarkable and a tribute to the appreciation and godless of Rabbi Yitzhak that this Sefer, the Smak, retained its popularity and still is known as a classic of Jewish literature. You've been listening, we thank Rav Tavori for his short discourse on the Smak, the author of the Sefer Mitzvot Katan, Rabbi Yitzchak Mikorbe. Going back to the Pasha, the Mitzvah of Shviyat is a very difficult Mitzvah. Practically speaking, for, for farmers, not for, not for consumers. For us, for most of us, it's it's a banking opportunity. I know people are scared of it in Eretz Israel. What are they going to do? Where they get their food from? You have to have special halachot. You have to take care of food because the food has kedusha. The fruits have kedusha. But it's a minor inconvenience, an amazing opportunity to to eat kadosh. Everything you eat has kedusha. But for farmers, it's an extremely difficult mitzvah, a test of emunah, and that's why there in fact is a practical problem. I'm not going to get involved in the practical question. How do we shemesh it? in a modern economy, which you know is a great debate, uh, involving the Hetam Achira, which was instituted by the Rabbanu Tarashit, going back many, many years, uh, way before the establishment of the State of Israel. But, the point is still correct, that God intended us to have Shemitah, and it's understood that it's an extremely difficult mitzvah for the farmer to do, to let his land lie fallow, not to invest and to depend on, as the Pasuk promises him, that you will have crops from before the Shviyat, from the sixth year, which will carry you through, give you enough to eat, enough to make a, a living through the, through, the, through the years afterwards. The, because of this, Chazal, the Gemara, says, applies the Pasuk, Pasuk which is talking about angels. Pasuk is talking about Malachi Hashem. They're called Giborei Koach Osei Devaro. The mighty of strength who do his bidding, God's bidding. Eilu Shomrei Shviyit. Because, in fact, you have to be a Gibor. It requires 
great strength and courage and fortitude to be able to have the bitachon, the faith in God, not to invest, not to work today, and hope and believe that it will all work out for the, in the long run, for the best, as, as God has promised. Zalman Selatskin, Shiva, once, uh, once pointed out that this comparison, calling the Jews uh, by the names or by the descriptions of angels, is found in one other place. Way back in Pashat, uh, Pashat Mishpatim, Zman Matan Torah, when the Jews said the Naaseb and Ishma, so the Gemara uh, says, Kashbaruch said, Mi gila razel libni shemishtam shimbom alachay asharet. The expression Naaseb and Ishma is indicative of angels. And, and Kashbaruch said in amazement, wow, how come people, human beings, how they learn to say this angelic expression, Naaseb and Ishma? Because again, the reason is that Naaseb and Ishma we simply do whatever you tell us. That, that, that's a definition of an angel who is osed varo. Their, their existence is to, is to, is to obey. Shneimar and across the pasuk, the Gemara. Why are the angels nasev nishma gibor ikach osed varo lishmoa bekol varo. That's the pasuk. Mighty of strength who do his bidding to hear that which he says. In other words, osed and then shomea osed varo nasev. So there's this general comparison of the Jews to Malachim et Kabbalat Torah, and in one other place you have a specific comparison. When it comes to Shvi'i, at the same pasuk, the Jews are like the angels. So Zalman Tzavetz can explain that is the explanation of the question that lies what lies behind the question quoted in the Rashi, the very famous Rashi, beginning of the Pasha. This mitzvah was given to Moshe Bahar Sinai. All mitzvot were given to Moshe Bahar Bahar Sinai. Ma inyan shemita eitzel Har Sinai. Why is shemita associated with Har Sinai? So Zalman answered, because at Har Sinai, the Jews achieved the the heroism, the the gvura of Gibori Koch Oser Dvaro of the Malachim. That strength is not really necessary for all the mitzvot of the Torah. To, to accept Torah in general it is. They're also sticking their neck out at Har Sinai. But once you are living a Jewish life, some mitzvot are more difficult, less difficult, you, you do them. When you get to Shemitah, you have to uh, dig in, so to speak. You have to reconnect to Har Sinai because you need that extra bit of strength to be totally dependent on God to know that your panasa your life it's in God's hands and He will support you and you don't make your own efforts your own digging your own sowing your own uh, harvesting of the land as you do in the other and the other years just like Na'asev and Ishma that's how the Jews became Malachim so now they reconnect to it when you do it, the Jews who are Shomashviyat, they're standing in Har Sinai, they're not standing in Eretz Yisrael in its normal understanding, relying on the land. They're standing in Har Sinai, being dependent only, only on God. That's it for this week. I want to wish you all Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom. This coming week, 
will be celebrating Yom Yerushalayim. Start getting ready for it. And we already mentioned Hasinai, two weeks of Shavuot. Pace of Jewish life is picking up, so we have to get ready. Should all have a Shabbat Shalom, Umvorach, Koltov. We'll be back next week, starting on Monday, the Shiur of Arav Tavori in the weekly mitzvah. Koltov, Rishtama, you've been listening to KMTT, the Torah podcast from Shivat Haretzion, Kimitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem, Mi Yerushalayim.